You hear the triumphant music, Josh? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. We are not only your lovely champion or your lovely hostesses, but your lovely champions. I am one of your lovely champions, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by your other lovely champion, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, losers. We are riding high tonight, boys. We appreciate people who chat along in the Discord. Um, I can see Walters. I can see Al in the recent chats. I can see Al listening live in the Discord. That's a feature, so if you want to listen live, make sure to pay attention to that Discord. Um, segment start times will, down, will be down in the description below. Thank you at Levi Oki Illustration, not only for all the beautiful podcast art that we enjoy, but also for the beautiful art you have rendered us on Josh's Champion of Champions um, debut and victory. Um, little little old Thomas is in the fire pit. And that's made to symbolize me and. I don't. I do and don't appreciate it all at the same time, Josh. And I hope you know that. But big. Well, shout- see, it was it was Thomas because it's like I was gonna. When I said train, I wanted it to be kind of like representing the Pollard Express. But I guess you know what Thomas is representing you, and you're the Pollard Express. Um, but the reason I had the flags, um, and my initial idea of the ten rolls of toilet paper stacked up like a pyramid, or the ten other people, and then you being the topper, as if like the the peak that I had to get over to become champion. Uh, so instead it's just Thomas with champions league flag and I'm lighting fire to it. Cause I came into this league, um, as the, as the replacement for last year's loser, um, took it over. And now, now I'm just looking for competition. So where's the next champions league at? <laughs> well, there might be a dynasty, a dynasty esque one in a couple of years. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, all that was to say thank you at Levi Oki Illustration for the beautiful art. Uh, we can put all, I won't do it right now because we're in the middle of the show. Um, I guess maybe Josh could do it, but uh, we'll put Carmel Bear's finest art edition in the chat for everyone to enjoy. Um, most listener, not most, most of our active listeners are in the Champs League, but a couple aren't, so we can let them enjoy the art as well. Josh, obviously we started the show in a way we almost never start the show. We started with music, and uh, we let the music ring true. You and I are both reigning champions in at least two leagues. Ha, ye, darn. Darn. As alluded to, I did win the Champions League, so you. That was a fun one. The change in rules made it so it was a kind of a unique setup every week. Um, and then, obviously, I want to deflate these balls after a um, very rocky start, to say the least. Um, capped off by some amazing performances in the second half of the um, mid-afternoon games. And yeah, and then I took third in Victoria's Secret with a um, after Tyler had changed his team name to Fine, I'll take third as if he'd already won. And then CeeDee Lamb puts up 30-something. Devante puts up 30-something. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a blowout. I beat him by over a hundred. Okay, no big deal, dude. So how so we feeling pretty good? I know physically you're feeling ill. Uh, we had our allegedly our, the second anniversary or the first anniversary of the last hurrah at Donnie's house. You weren't able to make it for multiple reasons: physical illness, emotional illness, all the things. But how are you holding up uh, as of this moment in the Mitchell household? Well, <clears throat> if you can't tell, my voice is a little rocky. Um, I, you know, it was, it was yesterday it was touch and go for a, a bit. 
I had sent that message saying that if uh, if if we if, if yesterday was any indication on how 2024 was going to go, it was going to be a lot of time in the bathroom and a lot of time sleeping. Um, because I know we played COD for a little bit in the afternoon, but after that, I was like, you know, I might die right now. It's kind of how I feel. And so I tried to eat some food, not a good idea. And then I went downstairs and I actually took the bed out of our guest room downstairs set it up so I wouldn't have to lay down in our room in case I had to make a break for the bathroom and Asher was in the way or Nikita's in there. And and so I was just like, you know, I got to be close. And so I brought Bucket downstairs, got on the bed, watched the Super Mario movie, which was pretty good. And then I just slept from like 1.30 until about 5 o'clock. Wow, what a dream. Oh, uh, has, has it reached uh, your other your other housemates yet? Is Asher and Nikita doing just fine or are they starting to get down with the sickness as well? Uh, they are Asher's kind of got a cough, but he's had that cough since birth. Um, <laughs> came out with Nikita, the smoker's lung. Yeah, Nikita's doing all right. She says she's feeling fine. Her throat's a little scritchy, but they're going to Florida on Friday, so they're really crossing Whoa. their fingers that that nothing gets uh, nothing gets transmitted here. So um, that's one of the reasons. That's another reason I set the bed up downstairs, and I was actually I volunteered to sleep down there last night if if she felt like it, but. At the same time, we share a house together, and I lick all the doorknobs before and after entering a room. So obviously, as you should, as any God-fearing American should. Yep. But yeah, Gar, how are you? How how how's how how do your leagues shake up? Well, I mean, we will talk about it in a bit in the weekly recap, but obviously I have said that you and I are both the champions of at least two leagues. You bested me in our one matchup, kind of as uh, as was tradition all year for us as we faced each other in fantasy this year. Um, not in every matchup, but you would, you would definitely best me more than you didn't. And... Um, and yeah, it's uh, it feels good to be champion. Um, there was one game. There's one. I, I could have had a third crown. Josh could have had a third crown. Uh, we missed that third crown by point four points. Uh, but we can't let the we can't let the uh, the downers ruin the uppers. Um, I, I you know I had the 24 hours to process. I'm sitting here now, the Hidden Oaks redraft champion. I got the trophy right here next to me. I'll be the seventh uh, seventh unique champion, tenth champion overall. This was our tenth season. Gonna get my name engraved on that bitch and go down in history. Finally, I was a day oneer just like Willie was. We would have had a new day oneer champion. But uh, obviously riding high, as you, I think, as you put it via text message, I got, I got my white whale. So um, that only took me four tries. Uh, I was too busy putting over uh, Andrew, and uh, I forgot who else I lost to. Maybe you, maybe Derek. Derek doesn't matter. Um, too busy putting over others. It's finally my time to shine. So it is what it is, and I'm happy that it is me. Um, and Donnie's was a blast. Obviously, I know you couldn't be there. I'm not trying to rub any salt in wounds because uh, you were sick. Not that you were been overly enthusiastic about hanging out with a bunch of drunk people, anyways. But, um, but yeah, great time. Absolutely great night. Had some fun games. Did some fun stuff. A little karaoke action, as uh, I shared with you. So it was a good night. Um, are we ready to get into the show, Josh? Anything else you'd like to lead the show with before we uh, check our guts out? Uh, no. I I guess um. I will save my bit until after we do the Forky segment 
before the recap kind of okay okay um well i guess i should ask so you didn't do a rhyming wrap up i asked you that pre-show as a pre-show production to one question but did you have a i know we were doing like these hypothetical questions or these discussion questions did you have something like that today or no because i don't want to skip over you if you had something no it was the question that i had or the thing that i wanted to talk about has to do with forky all right all right well we'll move on josh to um the gut in your fire and as this will probably be um the last time we talk about gut fire this year at least this not this year but this season um which we're now in like the epilogue of the season it's the 2023 season while we're in 2024 but we got to hear that john gannon one more time josh so prepare your drywall here we go welcome back who drove over here Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. Mm. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. Josh, you said you got something for fire in your gut. Let's hear it, son. Yep. I mean, if that doesn't get, if that doesn't inspire you to win four games in an NFL season, I don't know what will. Um, Beat the so Eagles. So moving on to, uh, moving on to fire in your gut. Um, I got a good one, and that is championships. Obviously, we alluded to it. I won two. I was in two. Two for two. Um, it was, it was a good, good week for championships. Um, probably a good thing. I let el- everybody else win in my semifinals matchups just to give other people an opportunity because taking home six championships would have just been overkill. Um, but yeah, so, and then third place, I came out positive on the season. It was looking a little wishy-washy at some point during the playoffs that I could take home $0, um, and, and come out negative, but I came out positive. So that's my positive fire moving into negative fire. Yeah, I figured this was going. Yeah. You should be used to it. That's what you've heard the past 48 hours. I know, but the year 2024 so far is a negative fire in my gut. It, you know, everybody says this is going to be the best year ever. You know, best year, best year yet. Nope. So far, 2024 stinks. I've been sick 100% of 2024. So that is a blast. Um, my other, my other, um, negative fire is peacocks yeah it's like come on peacock seriously you're gonna make you're gonna make us watch the bills at dolphins on peacock plus or whatever you're not gonna let us watch it on actual tv but all right that's all i got gar how's your gut rumbles well, Josh, we'll, uh, I'm going to go negative first and then end it on a high note, I think. Um, as you kind of alluded to in 2024 here, 2024 is a presidential election year. Um, there is an incumbent, so you won't be taking it quite as bad from both ends. Um, but it, it is about, I mean, it's already starting to trickle in, right? There's already been some debates um, on the Republican side. But 2024 is about to get very tribal. It's about to get very polarized. Um, lines will be drawn in sand where sand doesn't even exist. It, it's going to be an ugly year eventually, mainly online, because uh, online is where things happen uh, for us in 
this generation in the news as well. Um, but that is one part of 2024 that I'll not be looking forward to. That's given me some bad rumblies in my gut is knowing that it's going to get really ugly and really thick out here and it won't end until November. And uh, depending on how those things go or how they end, it won't even end in November once the elections are done. So it's going to be a long year. It's going to be a trying year. It's going to be a year full of probably, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, won't, I won't get into any, any specific position or any specific side, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of misinformation and disinformation. And uh, the, can't, the, war, the war on truth and the war on the soul of America will be waged. And uh, I don't think anyone can win that war. We're all losers in that. So it's going to be a long 2024. And uh, that gives me some bad gut rumbly since the, now, the calendar has turned. But, Josh... We're not there yet, okay? Let's take every last breath of freedom we have before we're inundated with it every single day. I got fire in my gut for fantasy football. Though it may be ending, Josh, as we sit here and take a little bit of time to reflect, uh, now that the seasons are done, I think I'm in a unique position as a commissioner to be closing out all my leagues. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of them. I've got to make sure all the payouts go out to try and send at least sometimes half-assed, sometimes heartfelt messages of congratulations. Thank everyone for playing. Uh, make sure everyone's taken care of. Everything's all square. So it's really good time for me to, you know, not only literally clear out a bank account and, and you know, update some spreadsheets, but um to reflect on the year that was and uh yeah fantasy football uh, i feel very confident that fantasy football helps me has either created for me or has helped me maintain over a dozen friendships in the past five to ten years um which doesn't sound like a high number but as you get older those friendships i think are harder and harder to create and harder and harder to sustain and so fantasy football is truly something that brings so many people together and uh it's something i'm very appreciative for and um, obviously it's ending now, but uh, these friendships will keep going. Uh, we'll have the fantasy playoff bracket, and then we'll have the draft for all our dynasty leagues in the spring. And then I'll start probably in June. I'll start reaching out to the Champs Branch Out people. In July, we'll do some potential rule changes for um, the Hidden Oaks leagues, and then we'll start drafting again. And then we'll have the best ball draft in July, and then in August will be all our normal drafts. And fantasy football has become a year-round thing. Um, we're, we're hitting the real downside just about right now, or the real absence right now, and then we'll be back before you know it but i get fired in my gut from fantasy football josh it is maybe saying quite literally life-changing is too dramatic but i feel confident saying that it has a significant impact um not how seriously we take our lives but just in how it can positively affect our lives so i don't want to speak before you but as someone i know who you also participate in a lot of fantasy i know you don't do that on accident so i'm sure you appreciate the camaraderie and the competitiveness and the uh the jolly along the way so that's the fire my gut josh are we ready to talk to forky yeah i think so if he's done smoking a cig <laughs> he might be forky's had a long year a long year with us uh as our senior trash correspondent but as we do josh we will go back to the well uh josh i believe you have the first question for forky today yep so forky it's uh it's been uh, brought to my attention that you have obtained some resource or a source from within the NFL that has one thing that an NFL ref is not allowed to say. Uh, can you share that with us, please? I'm trash. Wow. That is uh, that's a damning document if Forky truly obtained that. Uh, moving on, Forky. How would you describe the Viking strategy of being too bad to make the playoffs, but being too good to get a, a 
decent to good uh, draft pick? Trash? Forky, for all the New Year's resolutioners out there, um, I want to know what 2023 told 2024. You're just like me. Trash! Wow. Really optimistic outlook out of uh, Forky there for the year to come. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. To me, as somebody who... It, you know, New Year's resolutions last all of 48 hours. That, that's my take on it. Um, it doesn't, I, to me, it's just another day on the calendar. It's more annoying to write things down if you have to put a date next to it because you always make that mistake for the first six months and then you finally get used to it and then you change and then it goes to 2025. Um, but going back to kind of the, not the hard hitting question because it's not necessarily a question, but there was a little bit of controversy in the NFL last week. I don't know if you're aware, Gar. Oh, I'm um, fucking aware, dude. I'm a, I'm a Lions truther. I assume that's what you're talking about. Yep, surrounding the um, Dallas Cowboys-Lions game. Um, and the the whole... There's more coming out now. Um, and so I guess I didn't hear, like... I don't know. I don't know if I had the sound on during the game or not, because obviously, child. Um, but... Um, they had number 70 reporting eligible like every drive and then come to the last drive they were hoping to pull one over and have like the dallas cowboys defense on like kind of autopilot thinking 70 was eligible but then have 68 be eligible is that accurate is that what you've been reading yeah i mean i I didn't read that exactly i did read that there was uh, definitely some intentional deception um involved um that uh, that yeah, they were trying to make sure that they that the Cowboys thought that one player was being was going to be the eligible or one of the eligibles, and that uh, it would instead be um, Decker on this on this play specifically. Okay, so yeah, so the Lions just kind of confused the refs instead of the Dallas Cowboys, and they confused Dallas, I guess, technically because the play worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we saw the video of the guy walking up. And, you know, number 70, not saying a thing, according to his voice. You know, you could read lips. You can hear he says that. Right. Um, and he and he was running out. Like, the ref was walking away as 70 approached, which is another part of it, because 70 was coming on yeah. the field. Yep. So the refs probably just got, so number 70 is eligible, number 70 is eligible. Just kind of repeat on loop. Um, and so with last week, we had the question of what kind of outcomes in a game would you just not want to have happen it would make you feel uncomfortable if you were on you know the winning team so like dallas fans if this was a playoff game and this was how it ended would you as a dallas fan do you think well i guess dallas fans are dirty but they don't I care like they, they're just happy i call myself a dallas fan but i like dallas be careful but it's like you know if your team lost on that in the playoffs or if your team won on that in the playoffs is it just one of those things, kind of like the Vikings-Packers game earlier where the Vikings won, but Kirk is out for the year? Just kind of uncomfortable to be happy? Um, I mean, I think, so You're you're so to be clear, you're just telling me to put myself in the shoes of a Cowboys fan? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, you're not super happy about it. Like I, at least for me, and I think, I don't think I represent the average fan because I like to, I definitely try and stay as, 
right in the middle as I can. I'm definitely not perfect at it. I definitely have my own biases. But when, when I'm trying my best to be logical, it's like, yeah, we probably just stole one there. But then, I mean, specifically for a playoff win, it's like, hey, people get God all the time. Um, you know, I, I know I've, I specifically said in the chat, I said, wow, the refs just cost the lines of the game. But of course, that's a sensationalized take. It's like, you know, they could have won the game well before that last play. Um, you know, if you if you let everything come down to one play, there's there's been human error in the league for, you know, its entire existence over a hundred years there will continue to be that sort of human error element you have to kind of count on it um you can't you can't have your margin of victory be quite so narrow um so back to the question as a cowboys fan i mean obviously there's some queasiness but at the end of the day the cowboys have been screwed before um i know i feel confident that des made that catch in lambo from romo when they had their amazing season when i was a real cowboys truther uh, when they won i think they won you know they were undefeated on the road that year i thought des has you know made that catch i thought he was extending for the goal line all those things uh whatever the i don't remember the exact ruling in the top of my head now but you know it comes and goes uh but if you're a cowboys fan you're like hey we got we got this one today um it fell on our side we could have won the game much earlier the Lions could have won the game much earlier not have it come down to a single a single call a single play but that's the way it is so i think you know you just gotta you just be like hey we're moving on man it happens to everyone Unfortunately, it happened in a high-stakes situation, but you just got to take yep. the win and be like, all right, let's cheer. Our team's moving on. It is what it is. I think that if that happened in the third quarter, it would be easier to swallow for like the loss because then you'd have an, an entire quarter. But since it was kind of 20 seconds left in the game, that's kind of where it becomes like the whole narrative of the refs are literally determining outcomes of games because it come, it was essentially the last play of the game. Um last meaningful play of the game yeah so that is where the whole idea of them determining and it is i mean that that did determine the entire game that was a win for the lions or a loss for the lions and it was all on the shoulders of brad allen who is now apparently under scrutiny from the league itself and no longer or is being demoted no longer able to determine big games which is why him and his crew are refing the Steelers at Ravens to determine a playoff berth for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, they pulled they pulled them from uh, any pl- of the playoff games this year. And also, I mean, it's frustrating because I know, like, I understand what you're saying that there was deception involved. Like the Lions were reporting skip. I think it is seventy all day. Uh, but then also, I mean, I, and the refs they're just humans. They're not perfect. They're not even as last time I checked, they're still not even full time positions. These are just. These guys yeah. can't make a living refing. They have to do other jobs. Their refing is like a courtesy almost. It's not volunteer work. They do get paid, but it's not a career either. Because um, what Ed Hockley, one of the most boisterous, he was a big big time lawyer, right? Anyways, um, you know they had you know the coaches go over with um, refs like plan trick plays all the time, and that's the soundbite I've been hearing all day. Is that Dan Campbell's like I literally drew up the play for you. I literally told you exactly what was going to happen. We're going to do this all day, and then if we get in the right situation, it's going to be Decker instead. It's going to be this instead, right? Um, so they, they I didn't. I don't think there's anything more Dan Campbell could have done. He was being intentionally deceptive, which obviously opens the door to this human error. But at the same time, he was like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Let me draw the play, literally draw the play for you. Let me tell you which player it's going to be, this and that, um, or what position or whatever. So it's it's a tough pill to swallow. Obviously, I'm a big Dan Campbell guy. It's unfortunate the refs did it. But I will also, now that I'm, you know, I'm removed from the emotional state of it, it is also that the Lions could have and should have won that game uh, much earlier than that play. So 
it is what it is. Yeah. All right, Josh. Are we ready to? Are we ready to recap for the last time our weeks? Sure. Sure, Josh. Can we get a little enthusiasm? Do this is like probably the second to last show, unless you want to podcast more than I think you do. So, come on, little sure. pep. In, there's the pep in your step. And because I'm an, uh, I'm an obnoxious prick, we're gonna play a little bit more music here, Josh, to talk about our grain of salt. Josh, all season, we have told the people, listen to our grain of salt. Here's why you should, or why you shouldn't listen to us. Josh, tell the people one more time why they should have been listening to you all along. How salty are your grains on this lovely Tuesday after the season? Some might say that my salt turned to sugar as it hit the ground, because it is, it's a victory Tuesday for Josh. Um, having won two championships, a third-place matchup. And I guess I did technically lose to T for a third-place game that I didn't even know I was in, but I lost to T in the Dynasty League. But I don't care about that one. I'm a champion. Next year, I'm going to be a back-to-back champion in two leagues. It's going to be great. Wow, no big deal. <laughs> big cock McGraw, huh? All right, Josh. I know you didn't quite transition to me, but I'll take the floor. Oh, did you put down how much money you made? I'd be curious. What, what? I positive like one something. I don't know. Yeah, I only made like four hundred, three eighty five. Yeah, it looks like your the year cost you two sixty to play, and then you're getting three eighty five out of the year, so you netted a positive hundred twenty five dollars, which is not bad. Because I know you would downsize the number you you would quit the guillotine leagues, or at least Brad's guillotine. I don't remember if you were in the other one last year, but you were downsizing nope, a I was bit. Out of them. So it's a nice net for you to uh, to take home some money. Moving on to me, Josh. I was uh, famously in four championships, uh, five if you count the guillotine. I was in the finals. Um, I took home two first-place finishes, as we've already talked about a lot. I took home two second-place finishes. I had two losses this week. I won a third-place matchup against Aaron. Shout-out to him. Um, and then I came in third yet again in the dyna- or in the uh, guillotine. Two years in a row, I made it to the final three and then uh, come in third. Love that for me. Put up 160 last week, high score in the first week of the finals. Then I put up less than 100 in the second week of the finals. Love that for me. Anyways, Josh, I can't complain because this fantasy year cost me the low, low price of $483. But I was able to take in a revenue of $1,540, Josh. I am netting over 1,000 doll hairs on the year. Um, that's easily my most financially successful fantasy year of all time. 0.4 points a point point i guess 0.41 points away from netting another 400 dollars. but it is what it is josh again easily my most successful fantasy year of all time uh, i know the starts and the sits you crushed me in that but hey i'm taking home the cheddar cheese i'm taking home the ships and uh people should be listening to us because we are both champions josh and uh it feels pretty good what, what if what was your proudest win of the week? Do you feel better about champions? Do you feel better about deflate? Uh, is there a league you really wish you would have? Like if you could have picked preseason, if you could only win one league, would it have been one of the ones you won or would it have been one of the ones you came up just a bit short? Well, I mean, pre-league, pre-start, I did pick the deflate these balls league as the one that I was going to win, as we kind of talked about a bit. Um, and it was... I'll be honest, it was more of a bit than anything because you picked Foster. I was like, no, that's a weird way of spelling my name. 
and I just kind of rolled with it and, you know, it worked out in the end. Um, the champions league was a, was one that I'm going to win this. I'm, I'm coming in. I didn't get picked last year. Um, I got picked this year, so it'll, I'll just, you know, it'll be me saying, you know what, you should have picked me last year. So you could say that you lost me twice. Um, but, uh, other than that, you know, it's always the hood league is our home league. Victoria's secret is like the softball league. Those ones are kind of the same for me. Um, but you know, getting third in Victoria's secret, I think that I've been in the playoffs more than I've not been in that league. Same with the hood league. So, um, as long as I get, uh, in the dance, it's, it's a nice, nice opportunity to make some noise, I guess. Hell yeah, Josh. Um, and of course, if I coming in, if I could have chosen any league, it would have been the hidden Oaks league. So we love to see it. And I was able to achieve it. Um, now, now I'm going to bring up something that I mentioned preseason pre-draft, I believe this should be good. Um, it's going to be great Gar, because <laughs> one of the things that I had mentioned was, is Justin Jefferson on your do not draft list simply because of his abysmal performances in the, in the championship week. And I just want to point out once again, Justin Jefferson scores less than 10 points in PPR in a championship week. I mean, haven't, at least, I mean, obviously, at least this week with Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins, but wasn't another one of the matchups like the Sean Mannion game? Or am I thinking of Once the again, wrong? Justin Jefferson puts a plus in 10 points. <laughs> I think that's a little bit out of, out of his control, but Josh, you could be onto something. Maybe Justin Jefferson is the greatest, uh, the greatest um, secret agent or well, not secret agent, but uh, ugh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of right now, but the biggest mole, the biggest... Um, I can't think. Why can't I think of the word I want to think of? Doesn't matter. Um, maybe he is a, a great saboteur. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like Devonte Adams, he had two touchdowns. Aiden O'Connell, he's you know he may have had more starts throughout the year, but he's still you know a rookie with a very bad mustache. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, Josh, uh, well, you won with uh, you won with Justin Jefferson on your champs branch out league, so doesn't affect everyone. Yeah. I did, and I had CMC who got hurt. It's just like, you know what? Thanks, guys. David and Joku Two. and Jerome Ford, they'll win me the championship, as predicted all along. Yeah, Jaden Reed. I told you he was going to outscore his projection. I guaranteed it. Um, Josh, what happened in the FanDuel this week? In the FanDuel, we had people who took um, top three scores, and we had people who took bottom three scores. But the top three scores were uh, Cody with 135.24, Carmel with 128.2 and me with 110.04. My top, my mine doesn't matter because it wasn't in my top five, but um, we had a shakeup on the top three. Um, Cody jumped up over you with 706.12. You're at the same at 691.54. And Garbanzo's best being is 685.72. Heading to the last week where we're probably not going to see scores over 100 because nobody's playing. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Cody rocketed past me. It's not like he just increased the score by a little. He's now more than, what is that, 15 points past me. So I would have to extremely outperform my floor, and he would have to not also increase his floor. So Cody's pretty much got this thing locked up. I'm now praying to stay in second. Uh, The payouts are $90, $30, and just $10, which is money back. Um, So one more week, people, if you're listening. Uh, Good luck. Cody, go fuck yourself. Um, I wanted to win this as well, but I guess I'll take second can't have it all 
But uh, shout out to him. You I greedy think, bastard. I think he did. He's done well ever since he joined. Um, I know Nikita was the ultimate champion last year, I believe. But Cody has been a name that we've talked about a lot since uh, since he has joined us. So shout out to same with Garbanzo's best bean. Yeah, I mean shout out. To, I well, I yeah, I know Glenn. Glenn Glenn's a Glenn's a bro. Glenn's a champ. Um, I just don't. I don't know Cody, so I'm trying to give him an extra shout out. Not that he'll ever listen to this. I'll never meet Cody. But Glenn, I used to work. I worked with Glenn for a year. Glenn's a good guy. Great guy. Um, Josh, I guess I'll ask you a question, Josh. So for sure, we're going to do the Hunger Games bit where I say RIP to Willie and then RIP to um, the leagues I lost in. But we're already over half an hour. Um, I guess I'll just ask you, would you rather just punt on the reflecting? Because I know we're going to do at least one more show where we do the 272 review and uh, we'll crown a pod long champion and the year-long subs and does and stuff. Do you want to punt uh, reviewing the surveys um, and discussing, you know, fantasy rules and that until next next show, or we could do a Saturday show talking about that, or we could do whatever. Do you? I guess the question is, do you want to talk about the yeah, stuff tonight? Yeah, I want to punt it because talking hurts. All right, all right, we'll punt it. We'll just go into uh, we'll just go into this. Um, there can only be one victor in each league, Josh, and uh, it is what it is, and uh, because. For every victor, there is a loser in fantasy football. We must bid adieu to some of our fallen heroes. R.I.P. Wilbert Schultz. You almost won, but not this time, nerd. RIP to the Jefferson Starship and the Friends and Family League, point four short. RIP to the Pollard Express, not this holiday season, maybe next time. Pains me to do that, Josh. I don't enjoy losing. I don't enjoy admitting defeat, especially at the clutches of you, you dastardly fiend. Uh, but that's it, Josh. That's uh, That's a show. That's a fantasy season. Like I said, we'll be back at least one more time. Maybe maybe a couple more. Josh and I, you and I can discuss depending on how you're feeling and what you want to talk about. But guaranteed we're coming back at least one more time. Our, pates are, our plates are not clean yet. Um, we got to finish what we started. And, uh, yeah, I guess if any fans are listening, we haven't really asked for much fan interaction this year. I don't know I already asked Al this question in person. But um, I, as, as I send out the survey, I guess I'll ask the fans to think about as you're concluding your fantasy season and Josh, you think about this as well, even though you already guess did a survey about it, but what are, what are, what are your reflections on this year? What'd you like? What did you not like? If you were to change something in any of your leagues, whether it's a rule or a setup or just a side thing, what would you change? Um, what would you add? What would you take away? Um, because we lose so much of that knowledge when we just don't capture it right now and wait until the summer and then people forget about everything. Like, I think there's been a couple times Josh wanted to try a new defensive setting, but then, you know, he's obviously not thinking about it midsummer, and then by the time he's thinking about it, it's too late. So some of those things where if you want to try something new, let's capture that knowledge now, let's write it down, and let's be ready when we start talking about that shit next summer. Um, with that, Josh, is there anything else uh, you'd like to say to the people before we let them go? Uh, go Packers. Aw, how beautiful. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And uh, what do you think, Josh? Do you want to skip Saturday and come back next Tuesday? Probably. Yeah, let's 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 take a holiday. We haven't taken a bye week yet. All right, so we will be off on Saturday morning since we have no more start sits to give, and we will be back next Tuesday evening. Love you, everybody, and we will see you soon.
Bye-bye. Go Packers.
You're just like me. Trash!